Hi, everybody. Welcome to E-Town. I'm Nick Forster. This week, we're going to revisit a show that we recorded back when you could have an audience. Remember that? And everyone could be excited about live music. We've got a great singer-songwriter and uh, a really good band and a great award. And that all is coming right now. Town Hall in the foothills of the Rocky Mountains. It's E-Town with this week's musical guests. From Austin, Texas, Hayes Carl. And also from Austin, the band Wild Child. I'm Helen Forster. Join me in welcoming our host, Nick Forster. Thank you, everybody. Welcome to E-Town Hall. Our, uh, our solar-powered musical town hall meeting. We're glad to have you with us this week. We've got a great show. We have both of our musical guests are from Texas, which does not mean that they sound like each other or they have a lot in common. It just means that Texas is huge, and there's a million musicians who live down there. And it's always, always been that way. I don't know how they do it. I'll never know. I'm reminded of the ridiculous list of musicians who come from Texas. Not to be confused with the ridiculous list of politicians who come from Texas, but the ridiculous list of musicians, I'm talking about Janis Joplin to Scott Joplin, Buck Owens to Sly Stone, literally almost everybody in between. Roy Orbison, Bob Wills, Buddy Holly, Blind Willie Johnson, Charlie Christian, Ornette Coleman, Willie Nelson, Barry White, Ernest Tubb, and I could mention you know 50 more household names. It's incredible. But Texas, of course, also has Lamar Smith, the, the chair of the Science, Space, and Technology Committee and Congressional Committee who denies climate change. So, I mean, it's, you know, there's a balance down there, too. I just want you to know it's not all roses down there, but it is amazing musically. Anyway, our first guest, a great songwriter from Austin. It's a town known for its tradition of great songwriters, and I don't say that lightly. He's really good. We're very happy to have him here for his first visit. Please welcome to E-Town from Austin, Texas, Mr. Hayes Carl. Did. 
He's the magic Oh 
salesman It's the girl next door From the empty room to the bird encore Less is less until more is more And it's all for the sake of the song First of all, welcome, Hayes Carl, welcome to you. Thank you, it's great to yeah, finally man. be here. I've been, I've been listening for years, and it's a real honor to finally be on the show. So. Does it kind of look like what it sounds like? Uh, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> you pictured a huge auditorium full of people, or I don't know. You never know. No, this is perfect. That's the beauty of radio. Um, how old were you when you first started writing songs? I wrote my first song when I was oh, 16, I think. It was an ode to Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> wow, that's so honest of you. Yeah, I've, to share I, that. I stopped lying about it yeah. recently. I figured it's just, I am what I am. And, and uh, 
was called Jimmy, I Want to Sail With You. <laughs> well, uh, it answers my question in a kind of roundabout way, which was, you know, is it daunting to think about writing songs when you grow up in Texas, knowing that all these songwriters came out of this zone, and uh, apparently not? Ah, well, <laughs> I was very aware of country music. But I wasn't so aware of the history of songwriters from Texas. Yeah. It was, you know, my late teens, early 20s, I started to be cognizant of the fact that all these amazing writers had kind of come from the same territory. Yeah. And when I was 22, I moved down to Galveston, Texas, and stumbled on this bar called the Old Quarter Acoustic Cafe. It was owned by a guy named Rex Bell, who played bass for Towns Van Zandt and Lightning Hopkins. And... It was just this songwriter room, and that's where I got my education about songwriters and became aware of Blaze Foley and Willis Allen Ramsey and uh, Guy Clark and Steve Earle and Towns Van Zandt and all, all these people that, you know, were really monumental in, yeah. in shaping the songwriting genre. And people were coming through, you know, that, like, I met Ray Wiley Hubbard, I met Vince Bell, I met uh, Steve Fromholtz, and uh, wow. just all these guys would come through, and, and, and I was fortunate to get to meet some of them and then go out and play shows with them. And it opened me up to this whole world that I didn't really know existed, that you could yeah. go out, write your own songs, and that there were audiences who would listen to them, and uh, that I didn't have to play Margaritaville every night. Right. Wow. I met a couple of people that really changed my path. Uh, one was a band called Sisters Morales, they started taking me out and letting me open for them. Mm -hmm. And then I, the other one was Ray Wiley Hubbard. Uh, and he started taking me out as well. And that opened a whole lot of doors for me. And, and we became friends and yeah. did some writing together. And, and it was a really big thing for me. He's got such a great skill of being both um, uh, lively, energetic, silly, and completely deep all at the same time. Yeah. In case you just joined us, we're listening to E-Town. I'm here with Hayes Carl. Um, I played a gig last week with a couple of guys from Nashville, Luke Bulla and Sam Grisman. They both play in Leanne Womack's band. Mm -hmm. And they told me about uh, her version of a song of yours that not only is a great song and her version is killer, but it's also um, nominated essentially for two Grammys this year, you as a writer and she as a performer. Mm -hmm. And I know it's not on your new record, but do you still play it sometimes? I do. Yeah? Yeah. You want to do that? I'd love to. Okay. Let's do that. Let's play some more music. Welcome back, Hayes Carl. All right, well, Nick and Helen and the E-Town Band are gonna join me for this one. This is called Chances Are. Chances are I took the wrong turn Every time I had a turn to take And I guess I broke my own heart Every chance I had a heart to break And it seems I spent my whole life Wishing on the same unlucky star But as I watch you cross the barroom Well, I wonder what my chances are What you needed to see 
probably it's safe to say I've stumbled But I've managed to make it through this fall And as I take one step and then another Well, I wonder what my chances are Could I lay down my foolish pride And maybe finally find my heart a home The band has started playing A simple song I used to know As I take your hand and walk you out and dance to the rhythm way down low Every heart has got a story And mine just has a few more scars But they could heal if you would hold me and tell me what my chances are Oh, if you would only hold me And tell me What my chances are That's Hayes Carl. The new record is called Lovers and Leavers. Along with the Etones, Christian Teal, Chris Engelman, Ron Jolly, and Helen Forster. Hayes is going to be back later on to play some more music in the show. Your visit to E-Town is made possible in part by Silk, a pioneer of plant-based beverages that supports the environment as the charter sponsor of Change the Course, a program created by National Geographic to help conserve and restore fresh water to the planet. More about Silk's environmental commitments and plant-based nutrition at silk.com. And by our diverse family of NPR affiliates and community stations, plus college and commercial stations, as well as our international stations and podcast subscribers worldwide. Thank you for your continued support. Etown wants to make sure you have what you need to vote this year. There's a nonpartisan site called vote.org where you can quickly register or check your registration and you can find out where to vote. You can even learn how to be a poll worker this fall. That's at vote.org. You're listening to Etown. I'm Nick Forster. You're listening to E-Town. Hayes Carl's going to be back 
in a little while. And coming up, we have another uh, artist from Austin. Great band Wild Child is here. Before we get back to music, you know every week we uh, share stories with you uh, of people who have inspired others, basically people who are doing remarkable things in their communities and beyond. We've been doing this ever since we started back in 1991, introducing a little good news in among uh, the conversations about how screwed up things are, I guess. It's, you know, there's a lot of that out there. But anyway, these are little bright uh, spots and we're very grateful that our listeners uh, look around and find those stories and send them to us and we get to share them with you. That's what we do. Here comes Helen to tell you about this week's guest. Thank you, Nick. You know, for some reason, many of us find it hard to imagine that seasoned war veterans coming back from the Middle East would have much common ground with environmentalists. It's an assumption based on stereotypes, really, and a kind of prejudice. Well, this week, we're going to introduce to you someone who breaks down that stereotype in a big way. Garrett Rebenhagen has a long history of military service in his family. Both grandfathers were World War II veterans. Garrett's father served in Vietnam, and Garrett himself enlisted in the Army in 2001. Among other things, he went to the NATO Special Forces School, and by 2004 was a sniper in Iraq. Oddly enough, that same year, he co-authored an anti-war blog called Fight to Survive and joined the organization Iraq Veterans Against the War, all of this while still an active duty soldier. He was honorably discharged in 2005. Like so many returning veterans, Garrett's transition to civilian life was often a challenging one, but he found tremendous solace and emotional healing by being out in nature. These days, he's a passionate spokesperson on behalf of conserving our precious public lands. And he's also active in the anti-war movement here in the States. Please join me now in welcoming Garrett Reppenhagen. Welcome, Garrett. Glad you could be here. Thanks for uh, inviting me. This yeah. is a huge honor. Well, I want to acknowledge... Um, the uh, bravery and uh, commitment you've shown your country, both in combat and by being outspoken and asking questions. And I suspect that has not been easy necessarily, but I, I just want you to know we appreciate it. Thanks. When did you begin to realize, you know, some of the justification for the war in Iraq was maybe not all that solid? You know, I joined up one month before September 11th, and... Uh, through the course of the one year I was in Iraq, the 9-11 Commission report came out that proved that Iraq had nothing to do with 9-11. We weren't able to find weapons of mass destruction. Right. While I was there, Abu Ghraib was exposed. There was other atrocities. Paul Bremer fled the country. All was in that one year I was there. still the bloodiest time in Iraq, and I was a sniper. So all that kind of made me realize from day to day that what I was doing in the overall mission that we were on wasn't right. Yeah. I'm trying to imagine what you're going to hang on to to get you through those days and weeks and months. And I've heard that music plays a pretty big role for people in those circumstances. Music played a huge role. It was basically what calmed my nerves when I needed it, what got me excited to roll out the gate every day. Everybody, I think, used music as a tool over there. And uh, a lot of the music I was listening to was punk music. Yeah. Any bands in particular? Well, I got a shout out to the Bouncing Souls. Mm -hmm. I met them in uh, Schweinfurt, Germany before I deployed. And uh, after a show, they said, keep in touch. Yeah. And I did. And uh, eventually they created a, a whole website called Letters from Iraq on their band webpage. Oh, wow. They were posting all of our letters. And that's kind of 
how we transitioned all that into creating the blog, Fight to Survive. I started writing more poetry, a lot of different things. And, you know, today mostly I, I write op-eds and uh, letters to the editor and, and uh, papers all across the country to try to change uh, what I see as wrong social justice movements and environmental movements. Yeah. Um, in case you just tuned in, you're listening to E-Town. I'm here with Garrett Reppenhagen. Um, as a sniper particularly, you've, I, I can only imagine, but that experience must stay with you for a while. Well, I came home and I, I was suffering. I, I was angry. I had hypervigilance, intrusive thoughts, night terrors, anxiety. So there was a lot of issues. And then I was battling what we call now moral injury, which, you know, it's very heavy to try to weigh on one hand, your loyalty and your oath to your country, the camaraderie you have with your fellow soldiers that you deploy with and that you were living with and uh, what you think is morally right and just on the other hand and try to choose one or the other. Right. Garrett, when did the connection happen for you between anti-war engagement as a veteran, as a soldier, as a blogger, as a writer, as a former sniper, and land conservation and stewardship? How did you make that connection? Well, when I first came home, it was natural for me to just hit the woods and uh, try to disappear a little bit. You know, the serenity of Pike National Forest, which is basically the backyard of my mother's home, was kind of my salvation. And uh, I was utilizing the woods, but didn't really realize that it needed a lot of saving until I saw a lot of the mountaintop removal and the fracking. And what we see now is really land grabs that privatization and developers are trying to get a hold of. Right. And it scared me. You know, these places that I loved, we were losing every day. And uh, I had a, a moment of panic that we were going to lose these for future generations as well. If we didn't do something, yeah. it was going to be gone. So in a way, it's sort of an extension of your patriotism. In a way. These are the lands we love and the lands yeah. that I fought to protect when I joined the military. So why not continue to help protect yeah. them now? So how do you do it? How do you make a difference? You know, in, in two parts. I get more veterans to get outdoors to enjoy these lands, and then I try to transform them into advocates like myself to write letters, yeah. to visit decision makers, to go to D.C. And are there particular lands that you're focused on, or, or how do you choose where to put your energies in those who are supporting you? A lot of the communities decide uh, locally. A lot of these campaigns that we get involved in have been going on for a long time. Right. So when we see key areas, it's how vital of a resource it is, what kind of national treasure it really is, what kind of eccentric beauty does it contain, and uh, how much does the community need it? And then that's how we kind of make right. our decision. Well, it's remarkable that you're able to, to sort of translate the respect and you know, the diplomatic immunity that war veterans have. Uh, they are respected and having served their country, regardless of political spectrum, they're gonna get people's attention. And you're able to harness that focus on behalf of this movement to both stop unjust wars and preserve you know, natural landscapes and open spaces. It's kind of remarkable. Well, we, we put a lot of skin in the game to try to change this country and protect it already. So whether those missions were uh, the right missions or not, the oath that we swore to serve was very honorable. Right. Once you come home and you stop in the military fashion of serving, you lose something inside. It's like a identity crisis that you have right. this piece lacking. And once you get involved in issue-based campaigns that really are affecting your communities and your yeah. neighborhoods and the people that you love, then that spark is reawakened. And I see a lot of veterans kind of gaining hope. Yeah. I mean, we're losing 22 veterans a day to suicide. More veterans have killed themselves than we've lost in Iraq and Afghanistan. Wow. So something has to be done. And if they get involved in these movements and hell, if they get outdoors with me or with their family and friends, um, you know, I see a lot of veterans wow. turning around. 
Garrett, is there an organization that you're actually sort of mostly involved with? Um, and if so, what's it called? Uh, the organization I work for is Vet Voice Foundation, and we give the veteran voice to a lot of different issue-based yeah. campaigns. And obviously, Iraq Veterans Against the War is a great organization yeah. fighting against uh, the militarism of the United States and yeah. what we're doing overseas. And there are websites for both of those? Yeah, vetvoicefoundation.org and Iraq Veterans Against the War is ivaw.org. What would you hope that someone listening to this program might be able to do on behalf of your efforts? Sign a petition, write your congressman, organize locally, you know, have town halls, accountability meetings, and try to make a change because, you know, we're not part of a democracy once every four years when there's a general election. We can be part of democracy every day. Yeah. Well, I really appreciate that message. Garrett Reppenhagen, thank you so much for being with us. Congratulations on finding a new way to focus your efforts and your energies. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Garrett Reppenhagen. To our listeners, if you want to find out more about Garrett Reppenhagen and his uh, work, you can visit our website at etown.org if you just missed it now. Um, feel free to take a moment and send us your feedback and comments about this segment or the show in general. You can connect with us through email, Twitter, Facebook, or you can also write us the old-fashioned way at Box 954, Boulder, Colorado, 80306. a lot to think about in that conversation. Thank you, Garrett. We've got more music coming up from Hayes Carl just a little while right now. I'm going to tell you about our next guest. Wild Child is back with us all the way from Austin. The band uh, we learned last time was born on the road when Alexander Beggins and Kelsey Wilson began writing songs in the back of a van while on tour supporting another act. That led to more songs, more band members, and the journey just kept on going. They've played small stages and great big stages at places like Bonnaroo and Austin City Limits Festival. They've gotten tons of great press and uh, were twice voted best indie band in the Austin Music Awards. And that's tough, that's a tough town. So they are back with a new record in tow. Please welcome back to E-Town, Wild Child. guys. <laughs> thought it would be a little less intimidating the second time around, but it is equally scary being here <laughs> on this magical stage with these magical people. So we are very glad, honored to be here. Thank you guys for being here. Doors. Your mind will come by and you're back home. So proud you shut down. We grow cold when it gets loud. You smile, I get shy, and you're back home. It's getting too hot to pretend. Too much to say, I can't contend. Just never ends Oh Step back You unpack 
change our minds moving too fast I can't leave I might bleed if you're not home your skin wearing thin can't let it go now you're back in so tired dust this fire in your back home it's getting too hot to pretend too much to say I can't contain oh there is more breaking here than we could ever mean still hope this fight just never ends oh I can't be still but you know I will if I thought we'd last when you win I hope this fight just never ends can't be still, but you know I will If I thought we'd last when you win I hope this fight just never ends Break bones, we slam phones Scream and yell through the closed doors Your mind will combine And you're back home It's getting too hot to guitar so that we can have Nick. We are so happy about this. the baby 
Kelsey and Alexander, welcome back. So your new record, is the writing still kind of the same where you're focusing a little bit more, Alexander, on the music? And Kelsey, you were working more on the lyrics? Yeah, and on this record too, we had a couple tunes that we wrote all together as a band for the first time, and that was yeah. So really special for all of us. It sounds of. like a breakup record. Which one of you did that? I That's did Kelsey. it again. It's my fault. <laughs> okay. Oopsie. I mean, uh, you know, you've got to be um, in a... a single. <laughs> <laughs> yes, she is. To be a good songwriter. No, that's a... No, no, I just think you've got to go through stuff to be you, a good songwriter. You do, and we have um, a curse where we can't write a song that isn't completely true, just entirely honest, which yeah. is unfortunate because you have to sometimes say some mean things, <laughs> which, I don't know, I just can't... We can't really get up on stage and just fake our way through... Right. A song about something we don't understand. So. It's a lovely juxtaposition because, um, you know, people talk about, you know, bluegrass, for example, being, oh, it's that cheery sound. And then you listen to the lyrics and there's a lot of murder and death and destruction. Oh, it's all going about on murder and yeah. drinking and dying. Right. And yeah. And, and I would say that similarly, your songs sound so cheery. And then you dig in and it's like, whoa, it's this is some dark stuff going on here. People get married to our songs, which is, I, yeah. I want to contact them personally yeah, and tell them not to. <laughs> Sometimes when a. My girlfriend and I get in a fight, and she'll say, don't you use this in a song. I'm like, I will, I'm gonna. That's the good thing about it's the, coming. the both of us. If one of us gets in trouble for something, you can say, Alex. She wrote it. Yeah, yeah. Kelsey wrote it. Alex wrote that. It's about so-and-so. Well, it's, it's, it's lovely to see how far you have come from what I would consider sort of an inauspicious musical union between the violin and the ukulele. It's not a standard, like, rock-solid way to start a band. Really? No. <laughs> You sure? <laughs> well, no, I'm not sure? anymore. What if we put a banjo and a cello in there? That'd yeah. be easy. Cool. I don't... I think that's how Prince started, really. <laughs> the ukulele. <Right? laughs> not really up on music history. Though. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I saw Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, just, I just think you're wrong, Nick. I think it's pretty common. I'm just going to have to agree to disagree on this one. <laughs> it's very common. Yeah. Man, you're wrong. I know you've yeah. been around the block. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, well, I, I okay. Mean, we have some trouble with it because the ukulele and the violin, they do sound really cheery. And I think that's another reason we can't write a happy song. If it's happy and led by a ukulele, it sounds right. like a toothpaste granola yeah. commercial. It's so, which we do write. Yeah. So, yo play if you're out there. <laughs> Love <Okay>. you. <laughs> you're, in, you're inviting what you just dissed, actually. Yeah. I know. Yeah. That's how we roll, Nick. Yeah. Okay. We just like to keep people on the edge of their keep seats. Everyone on the learning. edge. Yeah. <laughs> It's not what it seems up here, everybody. <laughs> um, well, listen, I know that uh, things are going well. You've been recognized by the press in Austin, which is notoriously tough on locals and others. But um, that must make you feel good. Definitely. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, support from your hometown, yeah. no matter where you come from, feels good. It's yeah. great there. We love it there. And the fact that people from Austin rep us and, and like us, <laughs> it's, uh, it's great. And we, we're lucky to be there. And... It's a tough crowd to stick out in, of course. There's a lot of talented people. You were listing off some of the Texas musicians, and it's not, I don't know why we're here right now. I don't know how we got out. No, you're doing, I'm so you're doing <laughs> So you agree with Nick on this one? Yes. <laughs> okay, well, I'm going to stop uh, pandering here. And uh, I will just say that the new record is called Fools. It's out now, and these guys are also. So we're going to get back to music. Welcome back, if you would, Wild Child. Thank you, Nick.
All right, we're having a good time up here. <laughs> Thank you, guys. And now we get to do one. Now Helen is going to sing, which I'm also excited for. I hope that was that that sounded like a compliment. That wasn't. You're doing good. <laughs> but there she is. Oh, great. All right, we are Wild Child. We have one more song. Thank you, guys, very much. Thank you, Nick and Helen, for having us. Our pleasure, always. <laughs> Child, Alexander Biggins, Kelsey Wilson, Sadie Wolf, and Matt Bradshaw. The CD is called Fools, out on Dual Tone Records, along with E-Tones, Christian Teal, Chris Engelman, Ron Jolly, Helen Forster, Wild Child. 
This portion of E-Town is made possible by the Bohemian Foundation, building stronger communities through the Bohemian qualities of creativity and imagination on the web at bohemianfoundation.org. The November election is coming up soon, and we want you to know about a site where you can learn about your local candidates and ballot issues. It's called Ballotpedia.org. It's a nonpartisan website where you can also find sample ballots for your district and see who the top funders are. All that at Ballotpedia.org. You're listening to E-Town. Red-haired boy on harmonica. Hey, I'm, I'm Nick Forster. I'd like to say hello to our listeners who hear E-Town on stations like WCLZ in Portland, Maine, on KUNI, Iowa Public Radio, and our newest station, WWAV The Wave in Fort Walton Beach, Florida. Thank you all for tuning in. Meanwhile, ladies and gentlemen, please help me welcome back to the stage, Hayes Carl. I was talking earlier about uh, my friend Ray Wiley Hubbard. I know he's been on the, the show before. This is a song that we wrote together many years ago. I stalked Ray for a number of years until he would hang out with me. And we eventually became friends, and he invited me over to his house uh, to write a song, and we sat down. I said, Ray, what have you been writing about lately? And he said, uh, farm animals, <laughs> which was a genre I'd never really explored before as a songwriter. <laughs> Most of my stuff is about alcoholism and sex and uh, depression and drug abuse and travel. But Ray has had a lot of luck with the farm animal thing. He's got a song. He's got a song about roosters. Uh, he has one about rabbits. He's got one about horses. He's got one about snakes. He pretty much exhausted the whole animal kingdom before we got together. So we sat down and we wrote a song called Chickens. Yeah, it never really took off like we hoped it would. We, we totally overestimated the whole poultry folk rock movement of early 2004. Anyway, what happened, I was doing a show down in Austin, and after the gig, the bartender came over to me and said, hey, is there somebody here you should meet? He just uh, uh, tipped you $100, and he bought the entire house two rounds of drinks, which was like six or eight drinks. And so I went over to him, I said, man, thanks so much for taking care of us. And he said, Hayes, it's my pleasure. My name is Don Tyson. I'm the CEO of Tyson Chicken. <laughs> I said, man, have I got a song for you. <laughs> so I spent the next three years in the Bahamas, but then that chicken money ran out. And Ray and I got back together and we wrote another song. This is about alcoholics and the people that love and inspire and enable them. It's called Drunken Poet's Dream.
crosses a bridge and sets it on fire And it lands like a bird on a telephone wire A wine bottle scattered like last night's clothes Cigarettes, papers, and time to nose She lasts for a minute by the shape I'm in That's Hayes Carl. Latest record is called Lovers and Leavers. Hayes Carl from Austin, Texas. Latest record is Lovers and Leavers along with the E-Tones. Christian Teal, Chris Engelman, Ron Jolly, Helen Forster. We got time for one more song. We're gonna get everybody out here on stage for one last number. I want to thank, uh, I'm going to thank all our guests. I want to thank Wild Child for coming up from Austin, Texas. 
Thanks, you guys. I want to thank our interview guest, Garrett Reppenhagen, Iraq war vet, author, activist, conservation-minded guy. Thanks to Helen and the E-Tones. Thanks to Hayes Carl. Thanks to all of you, our engineers and our volunteers. We're going to do actually a, a Bob Dylan song that we have never in 25 years done as a finale. So here it comes. I'm Nick Forster. Hope you can be with us next week right here in E-Town. Oh, what did the morning say? Oh, what did the morning say? Well, he rode from the night with a dog and tree lights in another old weary day. I'm shoveling, I don't know why. I'm shoveling, I don't know why. This trouble on my mind is driving me blind. I'm shoveling, I don't know why. What did the newspaper tell? Details produced by a donor-supported nonprofit organization and recorded live at E-Town Hall. You can send your comments about the program, make an award nomination, or get tickets to a live taping by sending an email to info at etown.org, visiting our website, etown.org, or connecting with us on Twitter or Facebook. The national distribution of E-Town is made possible by the support of E-Town's family of sponsors, this station, and listeners like you. This is a production of E-Town. There it is, E-Town this week with Hayes Carl, Wild Child, and Garrett Reppenhagen. Great stories. I'm Nick Forster. Thanks for listening.